What time is it? What time is it? There's no time Let's get those shakers going. It's a Monday night on the north coast of America. The campus of Baldwin Wallace University is where we're at. DKA, Dennis King on duty. And welcome to another edition of Island Time, Trap Rock Music on the radio. We have another fun show lined up for you tonight. We've got Juke Johnson, relatively new trap rocker, but he's been playing music for quite a, quite a while. Over the years, he's from Baltimore, Maryland. He will join us on the telephone. Later, one of his co-writers, Alvy King, is going to join us. And later on, we have a brand new segment to the show that we're going to tell you all about called What's Up with this Trap Rock song. Linda Robb and I will discuss Trap Rock songs in depth, the meaning behind the lyrics, if you will. And, and tonight's edition will be Hollow Man. That'll be coming up later. Mike Miller of the Boat Drunks will join us live later in the show. Let's get to things, though. It's that time of year. Uh, last week we had that special show, so I couldn't really do it, so I'm doing it tonight. The fall songs, if you will. Jimmy Buffett, When the Coast is Clear, and we got Pat Daly, Here Comes the Cold, on Island Time. Sad, I'm sad when I play these songs. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. They're closing down the hangout. The air is turning cool. Shutting off the super slide The kids are back in school The tourist traps are empty They can see abound Almost like it used to be Before the circus came to town That's when it always happens same time every year I come down to talk to me When the coast is clear Hello, Mr. Other Me It's been a long, long time we hardly get to have these chats That in itself's a crime 
Tell me all your trouble I'll surely tell you mine We'll laugh and smoke and cuss and joke And have a glass of wine That's where it always happens song I only play once a year. Here comes the cold. Time to go south again. Back to that old last resort. Put the guitars in the cases. Time to change places. You can tell by the weather report. Just when you thought your summer would never end, it's time to sing your last song. When the grapes on the vine start to turn into wine, you know you stayed on this island too long. Here comes the cold Put that old boat away Hope that she starts up come spring Close down the cottage Pay off the dockage And all of those summery things The north coast is done The south coast is calling the weather says where I belong When the autumn wind blows It's a wise man who knows He stayed on this island too long So call out the roadies Break down the stage We leave tonight after the show we put in our hours, collected away. Season is over, time to go, cause here comes the cold. And just like my song will end, summer and I will be gone. 
no need in pretending it's a bittersweet ending when you stayed on this island too long no need in pretending it's a bittersweet ending when you stayed on this island too long But we still got tonight. Just chillin'. 
That's Juke Johnson right there with Chillin', one of uh, Juke's recent songs. He's kind of gotten into the whole trap rock thing recently, and we're going to talk to Juke all about that. He's out of Baltimore, Maryland. He's been playing for many years, all kinds of different music over the years. And let's see, Pat Daly, the legendary Lake Erie troubadour with Here Comes the Cold, our once-a-year song right here on Island Time. And When the Coast is Clear, Jimmy Buffett, his fall song as well. And it's a sad day when we have to play those songs, like I said. All right, DK on duty. Linda Robb is going to join us here momentarily, and we're going to talk to Juke Johnson all about his uh, new songs and what he's been doing uh, during this COVID crisis, as we all know, and uh, his plans for the future, all that kind of good stuff. And we will do that after we take a very, very quick break. And later on in the show, like I said, we got a new segment, and uh, we'll talk about that with Linda. It's going to be What's Up with that Trap Rock song. It's kind of a unique idea, and uh, tonight is the debut of it, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Back after this, it is the Island Time Radio Show on The Sting. Check out our website when you get a chance, itrshow.com, itrshow.com. We have encores on four other Trap Rock stations, and we encore, I should say we do a podcast which is available every Wednesday morning. First of all, wait a second here. First of all, we want to bring on our remote co-host, Linda Rob. Linda, how are you doing tonight? Hey, you almost forgot about me. I, I just, got my shaker and everything. I forget about you. Welcome back. How are you? Let's yeah, hear, I'm doing great. Let's hear shakers. Let's do it. <laughs> there we go. I know I heard yours. I'm like, oh, I have to find it. Where is it? There we go. I forget that I'm, uh, I'm uh, legal now. She's legal. I, I gave her a shaker recently, so she's in. She's okay. up up to speed on Island Time uh, stuff here. All right, we're going to go to uh, Maryland Way and talk to our special guest, uh, Juke Johnson, tonight, Linda. This is Juke. Welcome, Juke. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Real good, man. Welcome to Thank Island you. Time. Oh, wow, man. It's a pleasure. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was reading up reading up on you. Uh, you grew up in Baltimore, right? And your yep. your home was your home. You grew up in this great atmosphere of all kinds of genres of music. Your dad played jazz, R and B, country. Uh, you loved everybody: the Eagles, Charlie Pride, Ray Charles, Elvis Presley, Motown, jazz, right? Yeah, I grew up in a very diverse musically house. Uh, you listen to everything, and you know records back then yeah of course those old folks <laughs> i'm right but, um, right there with you <laughs> but uh yeah listening to a lot of different music i think my appreciation for music came from out of just appreciating good music regardless of genre you know and this is fascinating you started writing your own songs as early as nine or ten right oh yeah yeah i started as a kid it actually started just goofing off wow. with some some friends and some uh, relatives we would make up silly songs about each other, <laughs> and, that's how it, and that's how it started. It was really weird. I, we would we would you know laugh and make you know make, make up little songs about making fun of each other, you know, sure. picking on each other. Sure, I just never stopped. I just kept on going. <laughs> and, uh, I would, you know, it was it was, a, it was kind of you know evolution, as you say. It kind of started something like that, and kind of just over time. Uh, something I just always did, you know, but I can't, you know, I can't remember a time where I wasn't making up or doing something with music. 
That's fantastic. Now that's very creative for somebody of that age to even do that. And uh, the fact you kept doing it and formed it into music is even is even better. Um, later on, you uh, formed a rock band, right? As a teenager. And yeah, I was a teen. Yeah, I was doing a uh, you know eighties and uh, the hair bands were very popular at the time. And okay. I, I was a singer and, and a hair band for for a couple of years in high school. A lot of fun. Did you have the hair going on? I had the hair and everything, man. Yeah. There's some there's some evidence around here floating around, I'm sure, the internet somewhere. Stage costumes so, and all that kind of thing. Oh man, you know how it goes. The Back makeup, in the, day, makeup. You know? <laughs> the leather and the spikes and all the good stuff. Wow. Linda had something for you. Go ahead, uh, Linda. Hey, Juke, let me start out by saying I'm so glad that you uh, found the Parrothead Trop Rock community as I'm really enjoying your music a lot. Um, well, but on you. that note, um, yeah, how, how exactly did you get involved with our awesome community? I started it's, hearing your stuff, and I'm like, wow, where did he come from? Well, I it's, it was all by accident. I'll be honest with you. And you're the first that ever asked that question. And now that I think about it, I fell into it by accident. I had yeah. no idea. Never heard of Trop Rock. I never heard, at least I don't think I've ever heard of Trop Rock. Right. Moto was a genre. Didn't know any of it. I, the song you played is ironic. The first song you, you just played, yeah. so I, I, I cut that song and I was shooting it out to different uh, online stations. I don't, I don't know how, but I sent it to Harry. Keyford. Yes, Captain and Harry, yeah. he said, I sent him actually three or four songs, and he, he picked that one and said, you know what, this one fits my format. I didn't have any idea of what he meant by it. I just <laughs> like, okay. And he picked that one out, and I, he says, this one fits my format. I'll play, you know, I'd like to play this one. Sure. Started playing it, getting, uh, you know, a lot of good results from it. A lot of people, I mean, I like this, you know, when it was when I did it, I knew it was different. And I love, you know, that sound. I love the sound. I'm a beach per I love beach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the beach, um, you know, my you know, my family since I was a child and my kids and my family we were, were beach people. So we always enjoyed the music and this song when they did it, everybody was kinda like, Wow and I was like, You know, I'm gonna get this out here and I sent it to him and he he, he contacted me back right away saying he's I think it was three or four songs. He's like, Eddie's hey, this one song here fits the fits my format. I'm going to play, and he started playing it. Well, you know, the good response got a lot of uh, people contacting me. Uh, from that, I started listening to this. You know, started listening to this station. Okay. Um, and started getting more familiar. I was like, wow, wow, this is great, great. A uh, lot of great artists. Um, I mean, a lot of talent from all over the place. Right. And you know. From different genres, you can tell a lot from people from all different genres what it kind of just all made me here, and uh, they kind of infuse yeah. it. Well, I think from that, uh, Albie King reached out to me. I think I, now he'll probably tell you that, that, the story from, but he, I think Harry, he, he's been talking to Harry, and Harry's like, hey, you need to get with this guy. Okay. And really? uh, see about maybe doing some stuff together. So he sent me uh, either a text or an email and introduced himself and said, hey, I'm a writer, and hey, well, you know, if you were interested in doing some stuff. And we, and we started, we wrote it. The first song was, was Lost on the Beach, I believe. 
Okay. And it was it came like I mean he sent me the words, and I think I had the music, the whole song done that night. Wow. And um, we just been you know I, I don't know we me and Al we probably wrote co-wrote wrote about six or seven, maybe a little bit more in a short period of time we've been doing it. And it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, you, you, you click with someone. And I write with a bunch of different people, but Al, he's, he's one of those kind of people that when he sends me stuff, it's like he, I almost kind of, I almost immediately kind of gravitate to the, the subject matter or know where we're going, even though I think he, as a writer, he'll send me something he never knows what he's going to get when he gets it back. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> But it's but I, I've been pretty pleased. With, he's a great guy too. I yeah. mean, that guy is he's talented. I, I know he's going to be on um, a little later. But he's man, this guy he, he he's all over the place. I had no idea. Didn't know him. We met through um, through that experience, and then I've met of course uh, quite a few artists. But I had no idea. I fell upon it, and then I find out it's just it's, it's big. It's uh, you know broad. There's a bunch of yeah, places that are contacting me, but you know, strictly on this, on the trial front. You know, so I'm I'm very pleased and so glad that I fell into it. It's just, it's great, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. So now you sing quite a variety of music. I've, I've noticed from like rock to Christian to country. Now you're getting into some trap rock. So what type of music would you say that you enjoy performing or writing the most? Oh boy, um, probably depends on. You know, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I I just like good music. I don't really I don't really think about the, the genre that much anymore. Mm-hmm. As when I was younger, I think I thought more about that. I don't even I don't even try right now. I really I, I think most of my stuff is more country flavored now. I enjoy yeah. uh, that, and that's because I I enjoy still and I like to write st- about things, and I like to tell stories. I like songs with stories in it. Um, but, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint what particular genre I like. To, I mean, between, I, I mean, I love country, I love southern rock, I love a lot, I just like good music, and I like all kinds of music. And um, I try to put all of my, I try to put everything that I have in everything. And I think you probably, I mean, I would think you probably hear a lot of that in the Trump rock stuff I do. It's not, it's probably, you know, I do notice it's not many people that sound like me in top rock, but um, I do infuse a great deal of a few different genres into it. And I think that's what makes makes music interesting is to be able to kind of develop your own type of niche, you know, your own style where people oh, say, yeah. wow, I know who that is. Definitely. And I, that took me a lot of years to kind of feel like, to feel comfortable with, I guess, in, the, in your own skin type of thing with music. Where you know, I think when you're a young musician, you're always you're emulating, which is nothing wrong with it. That's how we learn. But over time, you start developing what works for you, what yeah. your talents are, what music you like. And we all, you know, as creators, we all kind of steal a little bit and put our spin on everything that we get. And I think that's part of the process. I love songwriting, and I now, I guess, the songwriter now, as opposed to ten years or twenty years ago. I just let the song go where it needs to go rather than just try to go, oh, I'm going to write a rock song. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Yeah. Kind of let it go where it feels good. It feels right, you know? And yeah. 
you were talking about trap rock music. Trap rock really isn't a certain style of music. I mean, a lot of it does tend to be like country rock, but it it can be anything. It can be jazz. It can be hard rock. It can be uh, bluegrass. I mean, it's it's kind of a state of the mind kind of music. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Lifestyle music. It's more yes. Of a, it's exactly. more of a lifestyle. You're right, and I learned I've learned that. Um, but I just never heard about. I didn't know it was a life like a lifestyle. I didn't right. know that <laughs> this thing even existed. And I'm like, this is great, man. Yeah. I'm listening to it. I, yeah, I live in Maryland. I, you know, and I, you know, travel and bound, and I'm, you know, I'm here. I am this, you know, this black guy driving down the road, listening, and then <laughs> people look at me, what the hell? <laughs> that steel drum playing, just going on. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it is cool because I think that it's what's so cool about the whole the genre or, or the style or this lifestyle yeah. is the fact that no matter where you are, you can bring the beach with you. You can bring that feeling with you and I think yeah. most of us can, can attribute the water and the ocean and the sea and the breeze as being relaxing and being a place of just no cares and I think if you can take that anywhere with you just like anything it's a great thing so uh, part of the reason why a lot of us make music I think one because I think God gives us that talent and and he also gives you the desire to do it but it's also that you, make, you want to make people feel good and you want to make you want to help in some way, and music does that to people. It's yeah. therapy. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Now, you were married in 92. Uh, you have three children, and you were at one time a worship leader uh, and formed a <laughs> praise band, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, um, I was actually married in 1988. Okay. Well, I have, uh, wrong information. <laughs> I got married. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I got married in 88, believe it or not. I was like, man, where's the time gone? But, uh, I was I was uh, a worship leader for a lot of years, over probably over fifteen years. Okay. I did Christian music. I did strictly Christian music for, for a long time, most of the nineties. Few albums, I did there, yeah. Christian music. I got like four, four or five Christian albums. I had a band that you know traveled around the circuit. I had two plays bands during that period of time. I was very active in Christian music, and you know, and like I was explaining earlier. You know, even my music, t- back then, my music would have been all, like, Christian-focused. And But now I, I do, lots, some of my music is Christian-focused. Some of it's not. I mean, I really yeah. just let music go where it needs to go. I don't try or or not anymore. I mean, right. I think I have the time where I was, oh, I'm going to write a song about this. I kind of just go with what I'm thinking about or what's going on. or And if it happens to be that, it'll be that. But uh, but I did Christian music, again yeah, for a long time. For, for a while, and all kinds of, from now, uh, R&B to uh, contemporary pop, now, you know, you name it. Correct me if I'm mistaken, were you, at one time you were John Johnson, and now you're Juke, right? <laughs> well, I'm still John Johnson. <laughs> I'm still Johnson. I, 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 Juke Johnson was, well, of course, Juke's the nickname, okay. but I started using Juke musically about, it's probably been about 10 years. And I really started using it when I started. I, I for a few, probably about seven or eight years, I didn't do it. I didn't really didn't do music. I got out. You know, my life got hectic and yeah. a lot going on. Sure. I stopped being a worship leader and I stopped doing stopped doing things. And I just kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of think I'm done. I'm just going to sit back and start do just doing some writing, work with some other artists, and not really perform. Yeah. 
And uh, so I didn't do a lot of performing, didn't do a lot of things as an artist for a few years. And in the process of writing, I was doing a lot of writing. I was writing for a lot of different artists, and uh, especially like country. I was doing a lot of country. And I had so much music that, like, you know what? I, I was doing the demos and sending them, and they were going, like, you know what? I, I like this. We think we want to use it. So I just said, you know what? I think I, I kind of miss it. I mean, I'm going to start, you know, doing it again. I started up again, and when I started up again, I started up as Juke Johnson. And that was because I had a, I had Christian music out. I didn't want to confuse it once. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. And the, the second of that, it was just a totally different type of music. Right. And I thought it needed, you know, I wanted to you know, make sure that people knew it was different, you know. We're going to play a couple of your uh, newer tracks. In fact, the next song we're going to do here, Juke, is a brand new one that you co-wrote, I believe you co-wrote with Alvy King, right? Uh, it's called Island Crazy. Yeah this, is, yeah, this is brand new. I mean, a couple days. Yes, a couple days. And then we're going to do uh, Lost on a Beach, and then we'll bring uh, Alvy on here in just a minute. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Juke Johnson on Island Time. This is a new one right here, Island Crazy. Dress. This golden tie drives me insane. Never 
Grab a drink and enjoy the Trop Rock. It's Island Time Radio on The Sting.
All right, that is Lost on a Beach from Juke Johnson. Before that, we had Island Paradise, and we have Juke on the telephone along with Linda Robb. And uh, Alvy King is trying to uh, call in, but he's not getting through. So what we may do here in a minute is uh, play another song, and I might try to call him and get him on the on the line here. Juke and uh, Linda, you're there, right? Yeah, yep. we're here. I'm okay. here. <laughs> All right. Linda had a, a question for you. Go ahead, Linda. Hey, Duke. So this Island Crazy is the latest song that uh, you worked on with LV. So when... Um, but you said you worked on maybe like seven or eight other ones. So does he do all like the lyrics and you do the music or do you both work on it together? Well, yeah. What happens is typically he'll, he'll send me a lyrics and I will take the lyrics and put them in the music. Um, a lot of times when that happens, a lot, you know, lyrics change, of course. I add things to it or add a bridge to it. Uh, but for the most part, um, he sends, he'll send the lyrics or an idea with lyrics and say, here's, here's some lyrics and I'll get them and say, Hey, you know what? Here's kind of what I feel with that. I'll, you know, sometimes I'll have music already that I've had. <laughs> That's happened for a couple of these songs where I've, I'm trying to remember which one, but I actually had the music. It was another song completely. And, um, I never liked it. <laughs> it was a song yeah. I had. I was like, uh, I don't like it. The music was great, and I just uh, wind up uh, just repurposing it by using his lyrics wow. and changing a few things around. So the music fit in with his lyrics? Yeah, it doesn't always fit. I mean, that's part of the, the job is, you know, making it fit. Sometimes that might require yeah, yeah. Uh, a little change here and there or add here. Or, and then I send it back to him, and then he'll make suggestions and say, hey, you know, let's say this and say that. Uh, or or change it, you know. So it's back and forth for a little bit um, until we get it to where. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, and Elvis, uh, he's awesome when it comes to lyrics. I'm like, I can't. How do you think? You know, I wish I'd have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at the lyrics. But you you've written a lot of your own stuff too, lyrics and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. Or but all of my stuff. Yeah. A lot of my stuff I've written. Sometimes I do other people's stuff too. Other writers. I've, lately, okay. past year or two, I've been doing a lot of other writers' stuff. They call, they contact me, and that's the other thing about past year. I've been contacted by people, uh, other songwriters like Alvy that don't sing or do anything. Uh, and, you know, they don't play any instrument; they just write. And they'll say, "Hey, would mm-hmm. you sing this? Would you sing this song for me?" And I, I would say, "Just send it to me." If I feel, if I feel like, hey, I like it, and I can, I do it. I've done it. Yeah, uh, wow, probably seven or eight times in the past six months. Um, I've working with a, a lady out of Oregon. Um, she, she calls her, uh, her thing natural country. And uh, she, they do, she does awesome work. And uh, she said, hey, would you be interested in singing? So we, you know, we did an ag- agreement where, you know, I said, well, if I sing them and I get permission to use them, Whenever I want, <laughs> and uh, you don't, know, oh, wow. you know, we make these type of agreements. They get what they need, and I get what I need. I mean, so it's a good way of finding songs. Before 
few years ago, I would just write everything, do everything myself. But now I've learned that, you know, I miss that collaboration when you kind of have a band or you're working with people. It adds, adds so much to music that you kind of miss, you know? Yeah, um, Collaboration. Right. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. Fantastic. Cool. Hey, uh, Juke, we're going to play another one of your songs, and I'm going to attempt to get Alvi uh, on the telephone. This is, uh, right now we're going to do, uh, what's, which song? It is, let me see what song I got here. Dirt Road to Paradise. We're going to dirt, dirt Road to Paradise. That's right. Juke Johnson on Island Time. It's been a long week. I think I'm ready for the beach. Just you and me. We could be, be sitting on, on sunshine. sunshine. A little beer on ice. On a dirt road to paradise. Screen door slamming, gears are jamming, dogs getting out of the way. My truck's been gassed up and loaded for the better part of down my baby's fences and she came to our senses and said let's get away
Paradise, that is Juke Johnson. Juke, we love your music. That is a great tune there. I love it. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Juke, thank, thank you so much for being on our show tonight. We uh, wanted to also mention that you've won a couple of awards here over the years. You uh, Best Modern Country Song in 2018 at the World uh, Songwriting Awards. The uh, song is called Blue. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was exciting. Uh, that song uh, you know, won in 2018. I've been nominated for a lot of different things. I haven't won anything in, in ISA, but uh, third year maybe would be a charm. But uh, every year I get six or seven nominations, and that's just been great. I just oh, yeah. it's a wonderful feeling. Fantastic. Well, you know, there's Trap Rock Awards too, so you got a whole nother uh, <laughs> you got a whole nother bag yeah. to go for here. <laughs> it just keeps, it just keeps getting better. Yeah, I love it. Where could people uh, buy your music, uh, Juke? Well, you can find you know you can find my stuff basically uh, at Apple, Amazon, iTunes, uh, all over the place. I mean, if you type in Juke and I, I pretty much try to have it all over where you can where you can you know where you can download music, you should be able to find it. But definitely Amazon, iTunes. You can get you can actually get some of the uh, albums in, uh, on CD. So if you go through Amazon, there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's all available there. Check out my website um, or on Facebook. I post, as you, as you know, I post a lot of songs and on my Reverb Nation. And you can also you can also purchase music through Reverb Nation as well. A lot of songs you hear. Is this uh, Alvy King? We got another phone call here. Alvy. This is Alvy King. <laughs> no, hello, Alvy. Yeah, this is Alvy. Hey, we got Alvy yeah. on. Woo-hoo! <laughs> there he is. I had, to, I had to use a different number. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Welcome to Island Time, Alvy. Well, thanks, man. Sorry for the all the phone problems. Uh, we've been talking, obviously, about your collaboration with Juke. Uh, tell us, tell us uh, the process. And so, what was? It? Go ahead. For for me and Juke, or for well, me in general. We should probably we should probably introduce Alvy. Alvy has been doing a lot of trap rock song writing a lot of trap rock songs lately, but he's particularly been working with Juke. I think you guys, like you said, have six seven songs together. Um, yes, sir. But what brought you? Uh, well, I think I was reading about reading about you today. Brooke Graham, who we play on the show, is a neighbor of yours, right? That that kind of got uh, you into this. He lives right down. He lives right down a dirt road from me in wow. tiny Milano, Texas. Okay. Wow. So that's that's what got it started. Yeah, you know, I wrote songs forever. I was a basketball coach for 27 years, but I always wrote songs, and I had a couple of guys locally, country songs, singing them. 
And then uh, Brooke got me listening to her music. And so I have tuned in to Radio A1A, and I really got into it. The music, it, it sounded a lot like the 70s music that I grew up loving. And so I just decided to try my hand at writing a few of them. And I got in touch with Mr. Tiford at A1A, and then uh, he introduced me to Juke Johnson, and we hit it off, and we've had a pretty good run of uh, songs here in the last few months. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to play a couple of them. Uh, Wayne Sinclair has a, a, an LV tune, Rum and Cop- Copper Tone. We have uh, yeah. Chuck Freeman. And he has a, yeah, Living Through the Radio, Rep Wayne Sinclair. Yeah. And, and Chuck yeah. Freeman and I did uh, Buffett on the radio, of course. And uh, Buffalo, uh, what's the name of the group? Bull and the Herd have a couple of your songs. Bull and the Herd, yeah, that's, that's a group from here in Texas, actually. And we're going to play a couple of those tonight as well. But okay. uh, but that's awesome that uh, th- this has happened so fast and, and all kinds of uh, trap rock hits right off the bat. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I taught, I taught elementary PE for a long time. I was a basketball coach. Okay. And I had these huge speakers in the gym, and we would just listen to music. I let, I let the little kids just listen to music, but okay. I picked the music, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and one day I, I turned it on A1A, and Corey Young was singing, Fill These Sheets Up With Sand. Okay, we know that one. And I heard that song, and I'm like, where has this music been? I didn't even know it existed. Wow. And my neighbor played it. And then I decided to take you know, to take a crack at it, and I wrote Back to the Beach for Chas Evans. And it did very well, and that kind of got me started in it, to be honest with you. Fantastic. Linda Rob, I think you had a question for uh, Alvy. Okay. Yeah, Alvy. So Inquiring Minds want to know, uh, when you go about writing your songs, do you write them and then you go out and find the musicians to sing them, or do you find the musicians first and then work with them? Or a little, I, a little like with Juke, with with Juke and I, Mitch Tiefer told me about this guy Juke Johnson that he had heard and he really liked him, and so I started listening to his stuff and I just loved, you know, I just loved the way he sounded and you know he doesn't sound like anyone else in trap rock. And it doesn't look yeah, like anyone else in Trap Rock. And so I said, man, do you mind if I could write you some songs? And uh, normally I do the song, and then I get in touch with people that I think would sound good singing them. I know that's probably okay. not the way it's normally done, but that's the way I do it. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because people have told me, uh, Wayne Sinclair said, oh, yeah, LV wrote some songs, reached out to me. So I wasn't quite sure if you were just writing them and then looking for no, someone to sing yeah, them or... You know. and when I started out, I would ride him, and I would just, I bring an athletic background into this, so I'm a grinder. <laughs> so I would just, like, contact people, and I'm like, hey, I got some songs if you're interested in. I, I found so many friendly people in this drop rock that they were like, sure, send me some stuff. And now they're calling me like, hey, I need a song. So it's kind of kind of flipped on me, but no, I do the songs. I don't sing. except really good in the shower. <laughs> and I don't play any instruments, but I'm really good at words and hooks and phrases, and so it's kind of weird the way we do it. But no, I do the, I do the, I do the lyrics, and then I try to match them with people. And once I get a feel for like Juke Johnson, the kind of music that, you know, we did a song that did well, and we kind of keep it in that coastal country is what I call it. Yeah, right. Well, we we love. Yeah, the... I was telling. Go ahead, Lena. Oh, I was telling DK. I'm like. We have to talk to this Elvy guy. I said his name keeps popping up. He's like writing all these songs for all these trap rock artists, you know, and really good lyrics and stuff. So, 
and my last name's King. We may be related. Who knows? Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Linda said, yeah. Linda said earlier to me, she goes, I can't remember his last name. And I'm like, Linda, <laughs> we have the same last name. Yeah. Alvy King and uh, Juke John, we should, we should have you on again sometime, Alvy, so we can talk about this a little further. But uh, thank you so much for checking in. And Juke Johnson, of course, thank you for uh, checking in with us tonight on Island Time. Hey, yeah, man, for having me. And good luck to you guys. Like I said, there's all kinds of. Uh, I know you don't just don't do this music for awards, but there is trap rack awards too. So you know, might have some some new trophies down the road here. Thanks, great. Well, appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Sounds like a great collaboration. Thanks, guys. Fins up to you. We're gonna uh, we're gonna play uh, one of these songs by uh, Bull and the Herd. We're gonna do Back to the Beach right now. But thanks, Alvy and Juke and Linda Rob. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Fins up to you. office in the air there's a jar of sand always sitting there ordinary jar with a tiny shell too but it's a time machine that takes me back to you back to the beach wind blowing through your hair back to the beach sun kissed body light Always in my reach, but I can taste the salt and lime back to the beach. It's only in my mind. It was long ago, seems like yesterday. Soothing to know it's never far away. Feeling I get when I. Takes me back to you before you slip right through my hands. Back to the beach, wind blowing through your hair. Back to the beach, sun kissed body lying there. It's all within my reach. I can taste the salt and lime. Back to the beach. Bull and Herd with an Alvy King song right there, Back to the Beach. 
And we're going to feature a couple more uh, Alvy songs later on in the show. And uh, thanks so much to Alvy King and Juke Johnson, obviously, for uh, being on the show tonight. And thanks, Linda Rob, for helping out there. We're going to have a brand new feature on the show tonight called What's Up with this Trap Rock song. And uh, Linda Rob and I are going to look dive a little deeper into this Trap Rock music. We're going to look into uh, a song now and then and uh, analyze the lyrics, maybe try to figure out what the actual meaning behind it is or, or maybe what happened in the story. And our first one is going to be a Trap Rock classic, Hollow Man by Boat, the Boat Trunks. And Mike Miller, who wrote the song, is going to be joining us on the telephone after Linda and I discuss it and see if our theories are are correct or if we're just totally off base. We'll see how that goes. But that's coming up in the next hour. Thanks again uh, to Juke and uh, Alvy for being with us. Thank you, John Puckett. I feel like Johnny Carson whenever I hear that song. I'll tell you what. We are going to debut it right now. Our brand new feature, What's Up? with this Trap Rock song. And we want to thank Tim Campbell for creating the open for this fine new segment. I listen to Trap Rock on the radio. A song comes on and I've just got to know What's Victoria's Secret? Who left the seeds and stems? Who's the host? With that Trump rock song. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Tim Campbell, for that. Linda, are you there? I am. I am here. It's, uh, it's awesome what Tim Campbell put together for us. Our remote co-host from Hudson, Wisconsin, you also are a nominee for Trap Rock Fan of the Year. Now, the votes are all, all been tabulated in the Trap Rock Music Association Awards, so we don't know uh, yet, but we'll know in a few weeks... If you have won that coveted award, Linda. Yeah, well, I tried to stuff the ballot, but it was easier said than done. Did you really? Is that right? (laughs) I'll tell you what. All right, I've got my notes out about Hollow Man, and uh, before we uh, discuss it, we're going to play the song. But tell me, you suggested this song, and I I agreed immediately because it's it's a trap rock classic. Um, Just tell me what you were thinking about this song, and then then we'll play it. Well, I guess... I guess I, first of all, I just love music in general, but lyrics are kind of my thing. Um, I always find myself analyzing lyrics to figure out what story is being told. And when I heard this song, I I guess I've listened to it many times prior to this segment even, thinking, what is this all about? Because it's always been um, intriguing to me. So this was like the best song to pick. I'm like, well, we have to start out with Hollow Man. So It's a classic, that's for sure. And uh, let's let's give it a listen. This he, he is uh, Mike and the Boat Trunks have recorded it a few times over the years, but uh, I picked the uh, one from Mike's solo album, Perspective, because he's got some steel drums on it and uh, just really nice version of it. And then we will we will dissect Hollow Man. This is Mike Miller's uh, version of the classic. Yeah. 
sail my boat in the Mobile Harbor. Stop by the marina to have a beer. There at a table full of empty glasses sat a man in a wrinkled suit, the three-mile stare. me if the boat I was sailing was mine, said that he was looking for a charter, and all I needed was a minute of my time.
There it is, the classic from Mike Miller. That's Mike Miller's uh, version of it on his solo album, Hollow Man. And this is our first edition of What's Up with that Srap Rock song. We have Linda Robb on the phone. Linda? What's up, DK? What's up? I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. It might have been the hundredth time I've heard that song, you because know, I had to listen to it a million, million times just to get the, the understanding of it. So. A hundredth time this week, so we could prepare for the segment. Hundredth time this week, yeah. All right, I got my my Hollow Man notes out. Let's talk about that. Now you're gonna you're gonna just summarize the song, and then we're gonna give our theories on what's going on. So go go ahead. Exactly. I got about six points. Okay. Okay. So it starts off where a guy sailed his boat into the Mobile Harbor and stopped by the marina for a beer where he saw a man sitting at a table, okay? Right. So the man at a table had some empty glasses, plural, in front of him. He was in a wrinkled suit, and he had a three-mile stare. So I read into that, meaning the guy has been drinking quite a bit. He's kind of disheveled because he's got this wrinkled suit. And he obviously has a lot on his mind. Okay? Yeah, that sounds so about right. Guy, then he starts talking. Okay, so they got the table and starts talking to the guy with the boat, and he starts asking him about, you know, wanting to charter it. And so he tells the guy he wants to, to go as far as it will go, which I kind of read into that, uh, that he doesn't really care where he goes. He just wants to leave and get away. Right. Then he talks about how uh, he will be no trouble at all and that he can sleep anywhere, which I took that as he doesn't, he's not looking for any kind of luxuries. He just wants to get up and go. You know, he wants it to happen yesterday, so to speak. Right, correct. Then he explains how his wife packed and left him and took everything, including the cars and the homes. And even the and even his confidence, confidence, which kind of tells me it probably wasn't a mutual breakup. There sounds logical. Then he uh, he gets into uh, wanting to wash away the life that might have been, which shows me that he's running away and not really dealing with reality. Okay. And then, of course, the most popular verse: "I don't eat much for a hollow man." I feel that tells me he's hollow inside. He can't really feel anymore. I'm guessing maybe he's not eating as much, and that he's probably depressed. And that, and that, to me, uh, struck me as he's like kind of a tragic figure, you know, like um, Willie Loman in Death of a Salesman. You know, he's just kind of a a sad character who's trying so hard yeah. to make his life better, but it, it just seems like no matter what happens, it's not happening. Exactly. And then he puts down the money. So we know he wants to do this. He's, he's definitely, I want to do this. He's had a few beers, perhaps, but he's, he's, he's putting money down. Down payment on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, committing to it. Now, we know what happens after that, right? He doesn't show. Yeah, he's a no-show. He doesn't show. So this is this is the mystery part of the song. Tell me, after listening to this song for years now and a hundred times this week, what what's your theory? What why didn't he show? I think he committed suicide. <laughs> is that right? I, 
I thought about other possibilities, possibilities like maybe he was just, you know, drunk talk, you know, you have a few and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that, you know. <laughs> right. Or maybe he was, like, too hungover the next day. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's like I can't even get out of bed to do this, I'm just, you know. <laughs> or you overslept, or, perhaps, you know. Overslept, possibly. I even thought, well, maybe the wife came back, right? But yeah. I think, like, all the song lyrics are way too deep for these options. Yeah. Plus, you know, I even went that extra step, like, I'm overanalyzing it, going, did the wife come back? I don't think she came back, because considering she took everything, it sounds like it, it'd be awfully fast for her to just turn around and come back right into the picture again. Yeah. But then the fact that he put $300 down, um, and it doesn't sound like he has a lot, because the wife took everything that I don't think he would just walk away from that you know I would think like if he decided not to do it you know I don't think he'd put $300 down and not get the guy's phone number or something so he could have called him and said hey I'm going to meet you I'm not going to do this or something he just wouldn't he just wouldn't show well maybe he wouldn't because he committed suicide <laughs> okay I I don't, I'm not sure I'm ready to, to take that leap. I, I've listened to it many times, and my theory is maybe it's part of the magic of the song that there's an aura of mystery there that you just just don't know, and maybe we shouldn't know, or, or we're never going to know. Or maybe we can have our own idea about it. But I just I think that I, I listen to it, and I just can't figure it out. I, I, I don't want to say that. I just I just think... I guess it's up to the listener, perhaps. And I, I know you hate that explanation when you hear that from uh, song, <laughs> songwriters. But well, I, I don't hate it, but sometimes I wonder if they say that because it's like they, I, they either don't want you to know or maybe, you know, they're just like, well, it's up to you, you know, because they, they want everyone to like it for their own reason, which makes sense. All right. Well, I think it's an aura of mystery, and, and Linda says it's suicide. We're going to bring on the composer <laughs> of the song from Champaign, Illinois. Michael Miller is with us. Michael. Hey, Dennis. Finn's up to you. Welcome to Island Time. Welcome back, I should say. Thank hey, you. Mike. Hello to you and to Linda. Good to talk to you. Yeah. All right, Mike. You've heard us talk about this. It's your song. What were you thinking, and what is there an answer to this question? Well, here's, here's how the song came about, first of all. We've um, been together for a year or so, and, and we're starting to get some actual Parrothead gigs and stuff. And by the way, as of next March, the Boat Drunks will have been together for 20 years. Really? So oh. wrap your head around that. <clears throat> but uh, Jake uh, said, look, you know, we need to start writing more of our own stuff because he wanted to kind of follow in the footprints of Sink Somewhere. Um, and some of the other bands that were out there, you know, not only doing chop rock or Buffett music, but doing their own, you know. And yeah. so I sat down to write that, and I, I decided to write it in the third person so that the, the adventure really was happening to someone else, not to me. Um, and basically, when people, you know, at, we didn't even know for sure the song was going to catch on, and it really didn't until we recorded it because people a lot of times didn't hear the lyrics yeah. but then when the, the when they had their own recording of it they could hear the lyrics better and then really people really just started to latch on to the song you know and, and kind of caused me to 
examine the song more than I had before. You know, it was kind of a, yeah, you know, Buffett's known for his story songs. I think I'll just write a story song, you know, and that's what I did. Um, and then people really, for some reason, latched onto it. And I've, I've had fairly lengthy discussions with other songwriters about why, you know, um, Brent Burns in particular, who I, you know, I really admire his writing and, and he and I had kind of a long talk about it once and, and, um, he said, you know, one of the big hooks he thinks is the, everybody at some time in their life has felt overwhelmed and just said, you know, I'd really like to just walk away from everything and yeah. just go. And so the song definitely got that, you know, the, the guy's clearly been on the road for a while and had never seen the ocean before and decided to just go there. And then once he got to the water's edge, you know, he decided he wanted to go farther, uh, even though he'd never been there. And, uh, um, that's why he approaches the, you know, the, the, the author or the composer of the song. And, um, but then I, I said, I've had a lot of people, you know, try to pin me down about, okay, well, what happened to him? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like we're doing. And, yeah. My, uh, yeah. my answer is, well, you know, from the perspective of the composer or the singer, all he knows is the guy didn't show up. Right. Okay. And so, and I've even thought about, you know, people are like, have you ever thought about writing a sequel or writing? And I, and I have, but then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? I did set it up, either intentionally or not, in such a way that people kind of wrote their own ending okay. in their minds. And I thought, you know, no matter what I choose, I'm going to disappoint a fair number of people. Right. <laughs> you know, if I decide that, you know, he went with something else, got his own boat, decided to, you know, do something different. I mean, you know, whatever I decided to do. So I thought, you know what, that from the from the perspective of the songwriter and the singer, you know, or that boat captain, all he knows is I never showed up for the charter, even though he paid, you know, a down payment on it. So I think that the two, I, the two things that draw the uh, audience into it, the, the chorus with the, you know, I want my feet in the sand, Jamaica and all that, that's the, that draws in, you know, hey, I want to get away, the islands. And that kind of mm -hmm. gives it a, a, a party spirit to the song, because it really is kind of a party song. But then when you listen to the lyrics, it's like, wow, this really isn't a party uh, song so much. But that's the second element of it, I think, is that mystery ending. I think that's the two draws to this song, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that has something to do with it. And I think that, um, you know, like, like Brent was saying, though, the... Uh, you know the escapism thing. Of, yeah. You know, look, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed, but but I'm not done living yet. You know, and you know, I said this guy. You know, he obviously had a, a career. He he had a you know a home and cars and a house and everything. And when that all was stripped away from him, you know, he had to go remake a life. Or you know, where he talks about the life that might have been. Yeah, he starts a new one somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, and and uh, I think. You know, I think Brent's right. I think that aspect of it appeals to people, you know, on some level. They're, you know, I think everybody has felt that way at some point of, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to put my, uh, all my calls to voicemail and I'm walking out the door and I'm not coming back. You know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, why are the parrotheads so into it? And I'm like, Pos not that it's not a great tune, but I'm thinking possibly because they can relate. You know, everybody's gone through tough times they just want to you know get out to the ocean get away explore you know it's kind of a paradigm thing too but 
And then I just, when I read into it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this guy committed suicide. Again, that's my thing. But I'm like, then I'm like, I wonder if anybody's really thought about why the guy never showed. Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, hollow man. I'm like, yeah, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I even had a, uh, a married couple approach me, and I had to settle an argument between them about what happened. <laughs> and, I, and I said, Honey. I am not going anywhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are going to have to, you know, work that one out yourself. But, uh, and I was, yeah, think- I mean, it. I was thinking too, Mike. If you if you did tell us now, it might ruin the the whole thing. So you got to leave it alone. Well, yeah, and then, and again, my, <laughs> from from my perspective, I don't know, and. Uh, like I said, I left the song kind of open-ended. I thought, you know, it might be too contrived if I try to tie everything up in a neat little bow yeah. at the end of the song. And, and you know, like a lot of a lot of songwriters, you know, you get that, that third verse, okay, where's that going to go? <laughs> right. And uh, and I thought that, okay, that was that was a way to close out the song and, and not, uh, you know, not get too cute. But, but, I don't know, guy didn't show up. Yeah, so... So while we have you on the phone, Mike, thank you so much for the for doing this tonight. Um, sure. What's how are you getting through the CV? Uh, it's crisis and all that. Mm-hmm. Are the boat trunks uh, got anything uh, planned future wise, or what's going on? Yeah, um, you know, like everybody else, we kind of got our keisters handed to us this year, um, yeah. and it was miserable. I mean, in my my old age, you know, my my best friends are in that band <laughs> yeah you know and, and uh we suddenly weren't together you know for a long time and and um we were pretty miserable we did manage to get in three shows just recently uh three full band shows and and man that just felt so good it was like you know you went when you've been sitting uh in a, you know small space cramped up for a long time and you finally get to stand up and stretch your legs that's just kind of how it felt yeah. it was just such a release and we didn't even rehearse. We just came out cold, and it was like we'd never left. Um, but that's, you know, working with such excellent musicians like that, that's, you know, partially to be expected. But uh, we, um, you know, we just came right out, and, and it was like we'd never had a day off. But uh, right now, um, we've got shows on the books for next year, um, a lot of big ones even. Um, and we're just praying to God that, uh, you know, everything works yeah. out and those all come off but yeah. uh right now the only thing you know we've got for the rest of the year is uh you know dyke and i are going down for uh top rock week and uh we're going to be in qs all that week and just kind of uh you know say hi to everybody and play some music down there and just kind of get away for a week and uh and hopefully um you know the world will come back on its axis at some point and uh, uh things you- will start to make sense again Let's call, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's call it Trap Rock Week because I, I keep having to explain that meeting in the minds isn't exactly meeting in the minds. Uh, what about music on the bay? You guys scheduled for that or? We are. Excellent. Yes, indeed. Excellent. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah, we. Are. <laughs> well, I think they finalized um, the line. I think did they did they good? Yeah, I, I don't want to undercut Bill or anybody down there, but yeah, we're and we're tickled to death. We played that event every year. And if we ever don't, it's going to break my heart because that's one of my favorite events. That's yeah, just, me too. They, you know, for no longer than it's been around. I mean, they they hit the ground with that and had it nailed right off the bat. You know, everything's close together. They solved the transportation problems. They got yeah um, great lineups for it every year. I mean, there's a lot of great musicians that play that, and uh, you really can't get a much better charity than Shriners Hospital for Children. I mean, that's yep. 
that's incredible also. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, that's our, I think that's our next big parrot head gig on the horizon is that one. And we've got others, but, uh, yeah, we're, so really looking forward to getting back down there for that. Well, we should all be there, uh, Linda, myself, and uh, lots of tra- Parrothead Trap Rock fans. Your latest release is Title Tracks Live in Champagne, a double CD. And uh, Linda was in the audience for that, weren't you, Linda? Yes, I was in Champagne. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. I mean, what yeah, better place to be right Yeah. Yeah. Great, great uh, recording. We've been playing that quite a bit on the show. So. Folks, check that out if you haven't already. A, a website, uh, BoatDrunks.com, I, I'm guessing? I don't know? Yep, yep. BoatDrunks.com, all one word. Um, and just uh, click on the music store. You can buy all of our studio CDs and that one there, the live one. Um, they're all on there. Um, we're pretty proud of that, that live CD because yeah. we did it in one night. Everybody said, no, you got to book three nights because you're not going to get a good run through of every song. And, really? And uh, I have enough. I had enough faith in, you know, the band. And, uh, like, so we've got really top-notch players in that group. I mean, Josh and Dyke and Larry and Howie and, and uh, Curly and everybody. It's, of course, then we had Jake and his son Jackson up there with us. And and I had faith. I like, I, I think we can do this. And, uh, you know, luck was with us, and uh, everybody was on their toes. And uh, we, we really great much loved it. Left it worse than all in the studio. We didn't fix much. We fixed a couple little things, but um, for the most part, it's as you heard it that night. So, do you guys play there a lot? Or what? It was a great venue. It was. It was. It was a great night. That we uh, we play that venue about once a year. Um, okay. And uh, we actually brought that over from the old place. They, it changed hands. The place did, but for years we played there Fourth of July or 3rd of July because that was previously the anniversary of the uh, guys that bought it uh, Rich and Murray and they always had a party every year and they always had us play it after uh, after we got the band going and and we just carried it over to the new venue and and we were very comfortable there we're among friends it's a great album and a couple of highlights for me anyway is a live version of Hollow Man which I don't think you released uh, in the past, and you get to hear the audience per- participation, is what I'm trying to say, uh, to yes, the lyrics, which yeah. is kind of cool. And I love that. I mean, if, if people care about your... Because people will ask me, did that distract you? I'm like, no. Yeah. If people care enough about your music to, to put their own touch on it or their own spin on it, yeah. um, that means so much to a songwriter. It's like, you know, it, it's like their seal of approval. I'm like, thank you, you know? If it means that much to them. Fantastic. Yeah. And, of course, we love the Boat Trunks original songs on here, but you uh, end it with an REO cover, which is one of my favorites, Roll With The Changes. And we've mm-hmm. been playing that on the show as well. So, very cool album. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for taking a few minutes uh, with us and talking about Hollow Man and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's my pleasure, you. and look forward to seeing you guys down the road somewhere. Tampa Bay, probably, I'm thinking. Sounds good. There we go. That all sounds right. good. Fins up, Mike. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dennis. Bye. All right. Mike Miller and Linda Rob, thank you for helping us out here. Yep, thanks. Now we got about a month. We got about enough to figure out another song. Okay. (laughs) This is right here. This is Highway One from their most recent album, The Road to the Keys. This is Back to the Islands.
fishing just like Howie out by the piling. Spend my days the way I oughta. Drinking margaritas and fishing on the water. Wanna go back to the island. When I'm down there, I have no worries. There's no place to need to be in any hurry. Spend my days the way I wanna. Just enjoying the sand, sea, and water. Wanna go back to the island. Back in the islands, that's where I wanna be. Back in the islands, I truly do feel free. Back in the islands where no one knows my name. Back in the islands, that's where I will remain. Wanna go back to the islands.
recorded in Belize. He's got a brand new live album called Live in Belize. That is the B-Team. We also had in there Highway 1 with Back to the Islands and our buddy Greasy Joe. That's right. Greasy Joe Seberg. But he just goes by Greasy Joe on the albums. He's got a new song. It's called One. And we just heard it on Island Time tonight. Very cool stuff from Joe. I think he might be listening. Finn's up to you. Hey, a couple things I wanted to mention. Uh, Millie Marie Taylor, she wanted to say that she has a theory on Hollow Man, and her theory, which is kind of cool because we didn't even think of this one, is the guy met a lovely lady in the marina somewhere and fell in love, and uh, he said, screw it, I'm not going on the charter. <laughs> I like that theory. I like that theory. Also, uh, Darlene... Uh, Willem, who has just moved to FLA, along with her husband Warren, is listening tonight, and it's her birthday, so happy birthday, Darlene, from the Island Time Radio Show. Hope you're enjoying the show. Greetings from Putin bay This is Bob Gatewood from the Calabash Band. I'm here with DK on the Island Time Radio Show, WBWC. shining through that's you even if it rains you always brighten up my day it's true that's you everything that grows around when the rain is pouring down you always seem to make it all okay you're the why the sun is shining in my life You're the one that makes me smile That's you That's you When we are together And it feels like sunny weather that's you, that's you When there's a gloomy day You always take the clouds away It's true, that's you Everything I feel is so wonderful and real You always seem to make it all okay 
You're the reason why the sun is shining in my life. You're the one that makes me smile. That's you. That's you. Very talented Bob Gatewood from Puddin' Bay right there. That's not on any of his albums, but uh, he recorded that one about five years ago. I, I was telling Linda about the song, and I said this was uh, it's probably a year ago or so, and I looked it up, 2015. <laughs> so I'm imagining this song that it's called That's You will be on uh, Bob's next album. We have our uh, remote co-host, Linda Rob back. Linda? Hey, I'm here. I got my shaker ready for Bob Gatewood. Now, hey. Linda has been working all night, and we appreciate your efforts, by the way. And <laughs> I tell, am overworked a little bit. But. You're overworked tonight. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take care of part four of our five part Bob Gatewood uh, interview. And Linda has been very fascinated because she didn't know much about Bob until uh, I introduced her to his music, and now this interview. So, what what are your thoughts on what you've heard so far? Well, I'm looking forward to part four. Part three was, I'm finding out to be the typical Gatewood, even though it, technically I don't really know him, um, with some great humor, and he continues to talk about his new upcoming songs and his writing techniques, and then, of course, how he needs to put more dirty stuff on his CD. <laughs> or wait, as he calls them, records. The, <laughs> He's oh, aging yeah. himself, records. Everything's a record with but Bob, I, yeah, yeah. I definitely need to meet him. Does he ever come off the island, or do I have to go on the island to see him, or how does that pull? More than likely, you're going to have to, you're going to have to go to the island. He doesn't come to the mainland as nearly as much as he used to, and we talk about that on this next segment here. Oh, okay. I have ESP, I guess. Very interesting. Okay, well, I definitely need to check out the island, anyways. But I was just wondering. Well, next summer, let's plan it. Hopefully, things will be better, and we can all party up there. That sounds like a plan. Tell you what. All right. Thank you, Linda, for all your uh, help tonight. And we're going to do it. Part four of the Bob Gatewood interview tonight on Island Time. We start think we start things off talking about another 
famous Putin Bay band. This is kind of a side question. Yeah. But we play a song by Ben Dover and the Screamers. Oh, yeah. Obviously a fictitious name. When I first started coming to, P- to Putin Bay in the 80s, yeah. they were played around. Yeah, yeah. But I've never really gotten a true little history of how long they were there and so forth. What Do you, you remember the era? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they started... I guess just right about the same time that um, the Daily did, you know, I would say late days, no later than 1980. Okay. And um, it was basically a group of islanders who wanted to put a band together because Terry Winchester, lovely matriarch of the Roundhouse for right. decades, um, needed a band and didn't have any and maybe didn't really even know where to get bands. I mean, she was totally new to the field, you know. But her, through the years, obviously, her, her love for people and her kindness yeah. towards workers. I mean, some workers would get, you know, in trouble on the mainland and come back to Mama Terry and get another chance at life and then they would go off and flourish. And hmm. I can't tell you how many times I know people specifically who, who, who that. Anyway, she was great. Um, she needed a band and so they put, they tried to get a band together and I, the, the formings of it, you might have to ask one of those guys about, but it generally went like this, that they all tried to get a band together and um, it was guys who didn't know how to play too much, you know, um, but they had the right spirit. Ben Parker, um, who they call Bend Over, um, front of the band, and he was just a normal-looking, tall, skinny, white kid from looks like from suburbia, Ohio. But he just acted really stupid and foolish, and 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 it would disarm people. And I mean, I've learned, I've taken pages from his book. You know, when you're up there and you're singing songs, a lot of times, you know, especially a guy my age, you know, we, we try to get girls dancing, guys dancing, stuff like that. So I'll make goofy faces just so people don't think that I'm trying to, you know, you know, hit on their girlfriend or to, you know, be too serious about the world. So and Ben had that in spades he was just a big clown so they got <laughs> a side story here a little side story <laughs> so they got the band together but the guys but they had all, sort of auditioned all these people on the island you know in the winter here how many guys you got that are that age not that many okay. so they got all the guys together that, that could play a little bit and they called them bend over and the screamers but there was another group of guys who didn't make the cut and they said well screw you we're starting your own band and they called it leftover and the dreamers really I've never heard of this. Yes, story. sir. This is this is real island stuff here. So <laughs> that's so I started. Um, I was in Cleveland. We started uh, Calabash Band in '84 or so, and I started really researching um, venues and places to play. And uh, and we were playing Key West at the time and in Cleveland. Um, well, those were our two big gigs. But I was like, where did where do the cool bands go? And and very quickly I learned about Putin Bay. Um, I heard it was a big tourist town and that the the cool bands. I think Jimmy Stamper's band um, came up here and. I think it was his band that um, that I saw, and I was like, well, they're a big Cleveland band, so we're going to go get a gig at Putin Bay. And so, well, it was it was kind of a sad story in a way, because, but it's it's natural evolution, I suppose. Ben and those fellas um, were great guys, and I love them all dearly. As a matter of fact, I played in one of their reunions that I just last year or something. Really? Yeah. Because okay. okay. Ben now has early on, onset Alzheimer's. And so um, we did a benefit. The town uh, is great for that, taking care of their own. And they had a benefit. Well, then they had another benefit because he was good the next year still. Um, but it's getting now. He can't remember a lot of stuff. Well, anyway, we, uh, we did that gig, and I love those guys. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that these guys had a pool of, you know, total population up here of 300 or something um and guys their age that maybe wanted to play in a band or could of the right age and you know there's a small handful of people yeah. like that right but i came from cleveland ohio you know and i was trained in the flats man i mean where you better be good you know yeah. where your bad things start to happen 
<laughs> you know, and it was a big town, and I had, you know, we were doing well, and so I had, you know, I could offer a pretty good gig to the musicians, and so we we had a great bands, you know. I mean, we had guys that could play multiple instruments and sing all kinds of stuff, and we're used to being on the road, and and you know, killed, you know. And yeah. I mean, like we do today, you know, we're just older now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, and so when we came up to the bay, it was like it was like unfair competition or, or like tariffs or something. I mean, I I had guys behind me that were trained pros, you know, and and I mean, size. He was with Michael Stanley himself, and there was guys. Through my band, like Tom Bukovac, you know, and and Chad Zaliga, who was the Breaking Benjamin drummer, and I mean guys that, you know, I mean top top notch, real top notch wow. pros, and not top notch like I described the last time. Yeah. Um, and so it was just unfair. We came up here and we wanted a gig, and and we drew more people and stuff. But Ben was, and so we eventually started getting hired more, and Ben started getting hired less, and and Ben went off to go play, to, to be a, a, a real estate appraiser, I think it was, and, and I, he goes, man, and I talked to him one time, I said, he's like, and I don't mean to be indiscreet here or anything, he's a great guy, and I love him dearly, but he said, man, I gotta go, I gotta go make some money, I've got babies now, I gotta, can't be doing this stuff, and I said, Ben, you sold out freaking Peabody's down under 600 seats at, at 10 bucks a piece, I'm wow. not great with math, but you wow. can buy some baby chow with that, you know, right. or whatever they call it, <laughs> um, probably not baby chow. Um, Purina baby chow. There we go. <laughs> and three flavors. Three flavors. Chicken, beef, and seafood. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he um, he went that way. But um, and then we we I kept being a full-time musician, so they sort of slowly faded away. But I'll tell you, they made an incredible impression on a lot of people. Not only did people want to go off the mainland in the winter time to relive their um, their their summertime, but I was sort of a, a record file back in the day, and um, and there were and and you know soaking up as much as a 20-some-year-old kid could soak up. I can relate to this. Music, you know what I mean. Yeah, Any, anytime you're in your 20s and 30s, you're trying to learn your trade as best you can. Yeah. Well, Bend Over was coming up on searches of of punk rock things out of New York. Really. And the and the thing was because. You know, they had their own songs. They had, there were two songs, really, only. There was one, They Towed My Car Away, right. which is like a Ramones-sounding punk sound. And that was the main one. And great they, song. Yeah, yeah. Do you play that one? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. this is great. Yes. And they had another one called The Streets of Rock and Roll. Okay, I don't know that one. I'll have to get you a copy. Okay. So, um, at any rate, so, be, like, do you remember how we were talking just a little while? I'm sure you remember how. Your brain is not nearly as fried as mine. We were, <laughs> we were speaking about how when a, a, a radio guy, they like an angle to a story. And, and that's why that last record of mine did well, because it wasn't the normal thing. Well, you know, and there was an angle to this story, you know. Okay. Well, imagine these guys' angle. Here's guys that are on a, a, a distant island in the middle of Lake Erie somewhere, writing their own music and coming up with a thing, you know, it sounds like punk rock, you know, yeah. and it sounded like it was straight out of CBGBs, you know. Yeah. And so I was seeing things on on different search um, stuff. Now they weren't search engines back. There wasn't internet back then, but but they they were coming up on printed material of of strange record stores and 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 cool underground bands to okay. watch out for and stuff like that. Okay. And I just tried to impress that on him because there, there was never a cooler story of these islanders that you know came out of the rock up here really and and made their own band and with all these ancillary stories like leftover in the dreamers and all these other stories i can't tell on the radio but great th and then they were they were like homegrown rock and roll with and they had their own stuff and then they had this name bend over in the screamers <laughs> for crying out loud right. you just laugh when you hear right. you know and 
course, a lot, I don't know. I would think a lot of people might think that that's not the, the side of Key West that we came from, you know, with the name like that. But um, and, <laughs> if you know what I mean, past the 800 block, Miss Shall we say? But at any rate, so you know, they were a great band, and I loved them to death. And I remember, um, I remember coming to listen to them for the first time. I wanted a gig, and I came up, and I came up here specifically to see them because I thought. Golly dang, what kind of guys must run the roost up here, you know? I mean, I, I and like every gig that I ever went to, I always was I always would go to the gig and think, oh, who gets to play here? These guys must be incredible. And then thinking to myself when I got there, nothing bad about the band at all. I love them dearly. But I, I was thinking, oh shit. Uh, but but I thought I can do that. Yeah. I remember going to the elbow room and and I was sitting outside the I went to the elbow room because I love old bars that have been there for a million years. Or Lauderdale. We talked about this. Right, right. Yeah. And and I was did we already did I tell you the story? In the, in the last interview, yeah, we did that. Well it was I was I was similar story to cut it short I, I I heard the performers there and I thought well I can do that okay. and so I've learned that that I'm not that bad after all these years I can do that so if I were still um, if I were still touring around I would I would have much more confidence in my young days now unfortunately I don't I don't go to a gig unless I can get there in a, a golf cart you know, which <laughs> you severely go. limits the amount of work <laughs> that you, you can do so, so that's uh, that's how that kind of came around you know Bend over in the screamers. Whenever I play that "Tow My Car" song, yeah, yeah, I get listeners say, "Whoa, what is this? Isn't that cool?" It's it stands up. I mean, it's a great song. Yeah, they were selling out Peabody's Down Under and Peabody's Up before we went to. Um, we we used to do these things called Put and Paloozas back in the day, 20 years ago or something. And I went to a couple of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were. I went to a couple myself. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> from what I remember. But I mean, I also remember. God, did we get drunk? There was a place. There was a place called the Odeon, a big concert club down there. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, we had. Um, I think this was the beginning of the end because we went and we played there, and we didn't set their all-time attendance record. We set their all-time booze record. <laughs> and you know, I remember Fog coming to me and telling me, "Man, we just broke the record on sales." And I'm like, "Really? More tickets than anybody?" He's yeah. like, "No, more booze." <laughs> and I, you know, we had. Oh, God, we were, you know how Mad Dog does shots and it kind of, yeah. you know, people raise up their glasses and he sells booze that way? Social. Or, 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 or social, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least it's one of the ways he does, you know. Right. But uh, we we wheeled out um, a, a cocktail tray like the, like the Rat Pack had on. Okay. So we, and Phil, oh, God, Phil, <laughs> I think, of, oh, excuse me. These are certainly some inside jokes. But Phil, Phil, Phil was in a toga. Okay. And he was drunk. Fog is passed out in a. Uh, I don't want to. Anyway, I kind of remember this year. I might have been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there were some I things. These stories. Yeah. There are some crazy. Cra- I mean, when you put in a bunch of booze into some people that, and all the Putin Bay people that came out, you guys were no more well behaved than we were. Right. So Hoga, you know, a lot of guys will wear skivvies underneath the toga. You know. Okay. I don't even know why. Why is he in a toga in the first place? Well, what is this? A Greek frat party? <laughs> I mean, we're a rock and roll band, but he comes out on stage and he's in a toga. Maybe yeah. because he would like chugged a bottle of vodka before he got. I don't know, but he was a genius. Um, and uh, well. He didn't have skivvies on, but he forgot that because something was going wrong with his rig, maybe because he just, you know, he's all over the place. Well, he bends around to do the thing, but let's just say that um, his under underworld was exposed pretty well, <laughs> and all six or 800 people <laughs> out of the crowd went into a standing ovation, and he turns around and he goes, yeah, I'm the greatest. He had no idea what they were talking about. Um, oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's some, there's, I, if, if, if Phil were here and he would let me tell you, I could tell you some really good drinking days back in the days of the, 
Uh, the old roundhouse, man. There the we go. The old roundhouse, yeah. I'm sure I've seen Calabash a few times and been over the streamers back in the day, but I probably didn't remember or know who you, <laughs> right. who you guys were because I wasn't doing the show. Right. And I was just like, ah, there's a band here. And, you you know, so I'm sure we, we saw yeah. you. Um, I wanted to, last question. I wanted to say you live here uh, all year. I know you go on vacation and, you know, during normal times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously you love the island to, to live here. Was that a tough decision? And have you ever said, oh, man, I wish I had a place in the mainland or anything like that? Um, it is a great place to live here, and I never wished I had a, that I, I never regretted turning back. Okay. That would be the shortest answer. You want me to fluff that out a little bit? Um, I was, uh, I had been running this band for a long 10 years or so, and the bands were great. But I had a run-in with one band that um, were, that uh, did bad things, and at the end of the at the end of their stay, I had lost my Fagans gig, which was a huge gig in Cleveland, and I'd lost my Sloppy Joe's gig, and um, and they tried to come up here and wreck my Roundhouse gig, but um, uh, you know, uh, but it didn't work. And so I was talking to Pat Daly one day, and I said, Pat, you know, I've been doing everything you've ever told me to do since I was a kid, but now I'm a mess. Make another record, and I want you to build up, move up here, and build a house. Wow. And uh, well, and it was just right about then I heard the story from Terry Winchester that they'd come up and try to wreck this gig too. But Terry said, no, no, Bob is. They were telling him that I was quitting the business at 35. Really? And yeah, and I'm retiring or getting out or wow. gave up or whatever. And she said, that's a lie. I know. And Bob was good to you guys. You turn or you put your drink down, you get out of this bar, and you never come back. And when I heard that story, I thought, this is the kind of place I want to live. So I went and tried to buy a house and. I couldn't afford anything, um, but as it turned out, um, on that first record, I made a song, kind of a jingle called "Skyways My Way." Okay. Um, there was a bar back in the day at the airport. I remember it. Yeah, Skyway. Right. And, and the old saying in the old days was, "Where are you going after the Roundhouse?" Right. Because everybody in downtown would close at one o'clock right. to let the Skyway have business, because the Skyway would stay open all winter and as a restaurant, the only one, and feed all the islanders. And so. They would, out of courtesy, professional courtesy, or honor among the thieves, if you will, would close at, at midnight to let everybody go out there. And you know, and there was a saying, "Where are you going, skids?" And they say, "Yeah, skyways my way." So okay. one day, me and Talbot, again drinking at the stage of the Roundhouse, we're sitting up there, and hey, Phil, where are you going? He said, "I'm going to Skyway. How about you?" And I started getting to this like, again with the Sinatra thing. I'm not even a big Sinatra, guy, but I started into this cocktail lounge kind of the Skyway. <laughs> It's my way, shooby dooby doo, you know. And we were laughing so hard we couldn't compose ourselves. So, and it was right when I was making that first record, and we go out to the Skyway, and, and, and I saw these two drunks lean, leaning up against, we'd only sung the song one time, and I saw these two drunks leaning up against each other, walking out the Skyway, we go, Skyway, it's my way. And I, and I go, Phil, I think we have something there. And so we, there, we made the first record, and then there was there was some silence at the end of the first record for two minutes. It was ghost track. I thought we didn't, but I thought it was cool. And then we made a recording of the Skyway thing. Well, as it turns out, that helped the Skyway's business a lot. And they would play it at the end of the night, and and people got to know it, and would remind them, you know, his song. And would, and so that's um, on the Finally Home album. No. <laughs> Which album is it? That's on the Calabash album. It's it's after two minutes of silence at the end. Oh, well, I you gotta never find, heard it? I gotta find this. I don't I don't think I knew about it. Well, okay. so it's, well, that's how I got my house as a matter of fact because okay. I because I because I I went I go into the Skyway one day and and the owner 
Don, who's just coming back to the island now, he was sick for a while, God bless him, um, was sitting there and he goes, Bobby, why the long face? And I said, well, Pat Daly told me to move up here and make a record and build another house and, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't know what to do and I can't afford anything. He goes, well, do you remember that song you wrote for me? And I go, so Skyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, that helped us out a lot back in those days because there were other bars opening up yeah. and you really helped us out with that and you never charged us or anything. So I tell you what, I got a half acre, I'll chip off my portfolio wow. and he gave it to me at half price. Nice. So, and right after I bought the land and got a building permit, there was a dirt moratorium. To make the long story short, you couldn't build on land prices doubled so I paid off the loan in no time and the house builders are all lovey-dovey now and so I got a nice house and it worked out great well and then a Tommy Bukovac guy goes to Nashville and we and we make another record like like Daly told me to do okay. so now I see Daly about a summer or winter later he's in tippers and I go up to him and I go man Daily, you know, you're the best. He said, what are you talking about, kid? And I said, well, you, you told me to build. I couldn't figure out how to do it, but I kept it up, kept it up. And due to some good deeds I'd done, I, I got a house, and, and it's going to be the financial savior of my life. I mean, it's a, a, it's a house on Putin Bay, and, and I'll have it paid off and soon, and it's just like it's going to allow me so many freedoms in my life. And I made another record with Tommy, finally home, this great record, and, and it's, it's gotten all these great reviews and stuff. I almost had some airplay had I not put in this one line of this one song too but uh, but it, it things went really well and so I just wanted to thank you for that he goes he goes I told you to do that I must have been drunk that's the craziest idea I ever heard and I was like I based my life around a drunk Pat Daly story what the hell so but it's paid off yeah so so that that's exactly that's exactly what happened I mean once we built that home it allowed me freedom to not have to work 300 times a year um, and then the equity in that eventually was able to help me buy some of these other businesses, which then allowed me to get that second property downtown. And so, yeah, this whole I, I, all, I owe all this stuff not to my peers who, may, who, who I was inspired by to sing a dirty line on the song, but by a drunken Pat Daly who told me to move up here and build a house. I love it. Yeah, so that's it. how it all got started. So I've, I've never looked back. I love Cleveland. I love going back there. I used to go back there every year to do a benefit for um, it, uh, Brothers for the Cleveland Mission, but I haven't been back in many years. I've just been kind of staying up here. So if you want to hear some Bob Gatewood music live, you just got to come up here to the island to see here. Fair enough. We, we will do that. Vacation Vibrations, Island Time on WBWC The Sting. Flip-flop tan, toes curled up in the sand. Got the umbrella way low so no one will know. It's time for that sweet little tree. Sex on the beach. Ooh, sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. Chilling out in the summer heat. Feel that tingle from your head to your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a little sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. Now, baby, just relax. Let the sand fill up the cracks. And then we'll wash it away in the warm ocean spray. A tropical delight that can't be beat. Sex on the beach. Sex on the beach. Chilling out in the summer heat. Feel that tingle from your head to your 
Radio show coming after you from DK the DJ and Superfan Linda Rob bringing you all your favorite tropical hits and remember real tropaholics love Island Time Radio. Anything. 
Jim Asbell and Great Minds Think Alike or Drink Alike. <laughs> How can I screw that title up? All right. And before that, before uh, JA from Atlanta, GA, a lot of letters there, we had, uh, let's see, we had Paul Roush a while ago, the B team, and we had Bob Gatewood, that's you, and we had a brand new one from Towboat Joe Kent, Sex on the Beach, all tonight. On the Island Time Radio Show, we'll home stretch time of the show. This is brand new music from John Allen Miller. And let me check this track out. It is called Fiesta, like there's no manana. I love this title. John Allen Miller, brand new artist on Island Time. I'm living life, chasing highs, doing things that feel all right. Ain't got no fear of missing out, cause I'm always in, I'm always down. We all got our priorities, but the good times mean the most to me. If you got a pulse and your heart's still beating, come on y'all, go and drink. Fiesta like there's no manana, singing la 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 bamba. Drinking tequila with la 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 la. Lama. Tonight we're spinning mucho in 
Seriously, man, what you gotta do? It's more important than friends and booze. It's all the times you won't remember, like the random retreat weekend bingers that mean the most. Come on, bro, don't you know you're never too old? Pass the day to Island Way with a Key West attitude. 
go knocking on his window when the moon is full. Then you slip down to the river for a skinny dip. Ain't no telling what can happen when push comes to pull. And your heart starts melting in the summer's grip. Ain't no way you can describe it, how he makes you feel. It's like the river took you in its arms and swept you to Mobile. It's just deep summer in the deep south. All that constant perspiration always makes a body pout. Dripping sweet. Understand it, how much your heart aches. All that you can do is hold on till that scarlet fever breaks. It's just deep summer in the deep south. We are in home stretch time of Island Time tonight. That is a British singer I've been a fan of for several years. And this is her first uh, real shot at like of Americana music. She's always kind of done covers of old songs in the past. She sounds hauntingly like Karen Carpenter. But the new album is called Nashville Tears. More of a, like I say, countryish Americana sound to it this time. Deep Summer in the Deep South. Gotta love it. From Rumor. All right, we're almost out of time here, folks. We also had in there John Allen Miller with Fiesta Like There's No Manana, Key West Attitude from Tiki Tom Starkey, 
And uh, we're thinking about after the show, Mad Dog. Social! 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 Yeah. Ziggy zagga, ziggy zagga, hoi, hoi, hoi! Ziggy zagga, ziggy zagga, hoi, hoi, hoi! Eins, zwei, drei, super! Mad Dog Adams from Putin Bay, Ohio, with the social. And we only got time for a few more, and we got to rock out tonight. Here is our weekly Jim Morris track. This is a song I wrote about a fishing guide who uh, wanted to be a writer, but was good at neither. <laughs> and what he was really good at was drinking, and it kind of got in his way of doing, of being successful at anything. And I kind of uh, patterned this song after my good friend uh, Randy White. Except he was successful, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's my joke to him. <laughs> It's like, this is what you could have been. <laughs> had you not worked so yeah. hard and had any talent. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's, it's, it's a song off my uh, latest CD. It's a tune called uh, Captain Jack is Coming Back. Sure disappear. It's hard to find a client, and I'd just soon find a beer. I gotta get myself together. I've been coasting for too long. I got a midnight buzz at 9 a.m., and I'm feeling mighty strong. Gotta get myself together, and when I do, beware, oh, Captain Jack. He's coming back, I swear I'm just working on my boat Waiting for your calls Living the life of a writer But most days I don't write at all So I'm fishing for my living Waiting for the words But my muse ain't so amusing It's a voice I've seldom heard I gotta get myself together I've been coasting for too long I got a midnight buzz at 9 a.m. And I'm feeling mighty strong Gotta get myself together And when I do, beware Oh, Captain Jack, he's coming back, I swear Say I've lost my touch And I'd fish a whole lot better If I drank about half as much And I'm so damn tired of people And all the things they say I'll move closer to bad weather And just live alone someday 
I gotta get myself together I've been coasting for too long I got a midnight buzz at 9 a.m. And I'm feeling mighty strong Gotta get myself together And when I do, beware Oh, Captain Jack, he's coming back, I swear Oh, Captain Jack, he's coming back, I swear
That's Curly down there. Mike Miller and the Boat Trunks rocking us out with a little feet classic there. Let it roll. And we also had Captain Jack is coming back from the late great Jim Morris, our weekly Jim Morris track. Rocking out to wrap up the show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Everybody, DK and Linda Rob, thanks so much for helping us out earlier. I think we lost Linda. I think she fell asleep. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. And... I'll be back next week for another fun edition of the Island Time Radio Show. Fins up, everybody. Everybody.